As a founder and leader, J.M. Ryerson has built and successfully exited two companies that have created personal and financial freedom. The Let's Go Win process has allowed J.M. to transform himself into the leader he is today and in turn has given his companies the foundation and tools to propel to success. Now, JM helps high-performing leaders define and execute their own individual leadership styles in order to grow the impact and profits of their businesses. His Show Up As You system helps utilize your role as a leader to ignite the ambition and confidence your team needs to hit next-level success, both individually and as a company. Please welcome J.M. Rogers. Welcome, everybody, to Money 911, where we talk about health, wealth, and peace of mind. Now, before you forget, make sure you subscribe, push that button, because we've got a channel of amazing shows coming to you, broadcast from the C-Suite Network. We're everywhere, available everywhere, and... We're also available on YouTube. So now you've already heard about my fabulous guest, but we're just going to jump right into Let's Go Win. Welcome, J.M. It's great to have you here. Well, Chris, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it and uh, honored to be here. Well, it's an honor to have you. And and I wanted to find out what inspired you to create the Let's Go Win process. You know, it actually happened by accident. I wrote the first book, Let's Go Win, Keys to Living Your Best Life. But I actually wrote it for my two sons. I have 17 and 13-year-old sons now. But the whole idea was I wanted them to have something that if I wasn't here or my wife didn't happen to be here, that they had you know, some of the philosophies and lessons that my parents, grandparents, authors, mentors, all the people in my world that have really shaped some of the thinking. I wanted them to have something. And the gal that I was working with said, man, you're selfish. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, if you only share this with two human beings, you're selfish. And I said, all right. So we published it. And it just took me on this amazing journey of helping people, you know, inspiring them to live their best lives, whether it was professional athletes or, you know, executives. And then came the podcast. And then it's just, it's led to so many amazing things. So I can't say that I meant to do it necessarily. It was really for my kids, but it's just been an awesome ride. And I love every day that I get to work with amazing human beings. That's so beautiful because what you teach and those things are so, they people need to know that. And you know, what you, you know, what I got from my dad is instilled in me, but it, you know, it's so important. And I'm so glad because I can see how it's transformed your life inside of, you know, going to do one thing and all the other things happen. And on that note of all the things that are coming at us right now, you know, to stay focused as a leader, how do you handle the everyday obstacles and setbacks that are coming really fast these days? Yeah, that's a great question. And one of the things I coached leaders on is expect it to happen. You shouldn't be surprised when adversity strikes, but what's your process? Do you actually have one for when negative stuff happens? Because it's going to. It. I don't care how amazing your team is and your culture, something is going to 
be outside of your control. And the best example that we've had recently was you know, the pandemic and COVID. It was like, no one saw it coming. We didn't understand that immediately we were going to have to completely refigure our entire life. And that was all out of any of our control. And so you should have a process to be able to say, okay, something negative happened, but that doesn't mean that we stop and cease and do everything that we do. We need to be able to continue. And so really having that plan, having tangible things that you can use so that your team doesn't skip a beat, so that if some personal tragedy happens, your company continues to thrive. So it's really just being prepared for it and having some of those, you know, at the tip of your fingers. So, okay, this happened. No problem. We move forward on it and we address it, but I'm not surprised by it. That's the way to do it. And, you know, you probably could tell me some inspiring success stories, right? Of people that have implemented your your show up as you, you, right? Show up as you. Wow, that just seems so obvious, but not because we all, right? We're all, oh, I should be like this. Or people change who they are because they're trying to impress or be something else. And and it took me decades. I'm not like I wasn't always there and I'm not saying I am there, but you mean people really want to just hear about me? I mean, right? <laughs> it's crazy. It, you know, it is, it, it is such an obvious thing that why wouldn't I just be me? There's only one me. It's what I'm good at. But like you said, for decades, we, we were taught that we we're supposed to look a certain way, sound a certain way in order to climb some ladder. You had to do these things and it's all BS. That's, yep. that's not reality. But for some reason we get in this thinking pattern that I need to do that. The truth is, look, I'm six, five. That's how God made me. I didn't choose it. It takes no time, no energy. I'm in complete alignment at 6'5". I could try to be 5'5", five, five, and it would take a lot of time, a lot of energy, and completely out of alignment with my back. But why? Let's just show up as that person. And now you get to take all that energy towards something positive that you want to build instead of putting on the facade of looking this way, putting it on a mask so you you're you're you feel like you're gonna fit in over here. Show up as you is literally just be yourself. That is amazing. And you will be that authentic self. You will rise so much faster. You'll be so much happier. I know you talked about that and you know being healthy and wealthy. And that's something I talk about being happy, healthy, wealthy. Showing up as you is the only way I know how to do that. And it took me and myself, you know, uh, over a decade to figure out, oh. Just be JM. It's not that hard to just be yourself. But because of these conditioning and these, you know, we start early to put on the masks, take them off, man. Just be you. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you, you know, when I did my first number one bestselling book, it was always, oh, I'm so-and-so legacy wealth strategist. I've done this and I've done that. And like, everybody's falling asleep, right? But when I came off like, well... You know, I had a hard time and I ended up losing everything or, or you know, like some really hard stories. People want to know that's how they can connect with you. You know, I'm a real person, you know, wasn't always on the top of the mountain, pretty much been in the valley most of the time, right? And then you kind of can grab the hand that's there. And, you know, you really help leaders at really develop their unique strengths, right? And and the passion to have leadership because it's it's in authentic 
and it's impactful, right? Yeah, it it is interesting how we do get lost and we we want to talk about, well, let me let me give you my resume and you start here's my accolades and people are like, "Who cares?" When I get on stage, I share a story about losing my dad and the the quote that always stands out to me is Pete, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. The moment that you share something completely vulnerable, something that you can't help but really feel for that person, ha- have empathy to really sympathize and understand like, okay, this is a human being, regardless of what they built. These are, these are, that's another person with feelings. When you do that, that's when people start to buy in. That's where they're like, okay, this person is being authentic. I can trust them. But if they put on this really, you know, you sound perfect and everything looks this way, kind of like, the catered social media posts. It's like, that's not real. Reality is negative stuff's going to happen. Your car's going to break down. Your, your dog's going to die. And you know, like the country song's going to play that's real life. So why don't we share that to say, you know what? I have feelings too. This is what happened to me. And yet I was able to overcome it. I did go from the Valley to the peaks as you talked about. And it's a process, not like, okay, I'm there. Cause every time you get to the mountain, it's like, Oh, there's another one, right? And it, I've been a few, around a few decades and I haven't gotten there. So it's the journey and staying in the being there already. But there's a process on. So how do you lead the leaders on to how to overcome self-doubt and to persevere, even though the dream doesn't seem like it's happening and to lead with confidence? Yeah, it's a great question. And the the first thing I always start with is tell me your story. And people, we all have a story. Right. And the next question after they say it is, I, I ask them, is that true? Okay, yes or no, whatever the answer is. Why do you think that way? And is that story supporting you? And so often, this is when breakthroughs happen because we craft a story that Somebody has told us I'm shy or I'm this. It doesn't matter what anybody has told you that you are. You can show up the next day and be whatever version of you you want to be. And so that's really what I ask is, you know, tell me your story. Tell me who you are, what you're all about. And are you proud of what that is? Are you are you willing to share that with other people so that they can really see who the real you is? When leaders do that, here's what happens. It, it frees them up. They now are like, oh my gosh, I don't have to think about having to, to remember what I sound like or how I look or, you know, that I have a perfect marriage. None of that stuff exists. Look, this is who I am. This is my life. And when you are able to do that now, you start to put that energy towards your relationships, towards your health, and your business starts to rise. And the only reason I can speak on it so confidently is because I went through it twice myself, right? Where I was literally on the verge of divorce from my amazing wife, about to lose my kids 50% of the time, all because I was buying into that same stuff. It's not worth it. That That's not what living is. And the reason I started working and these executives started this is typically for their family. It's for their loved ones. So why are we going to threaten that or their health? Oh my gosh, I have so many executives where they are crushing it in the bank account, but their health is a mess and they're never going to enjoy it. And I'm like, look, 
it's time for that wake up call because you you are worthy of enjoying what you you've worked so hard for. And when they kind of look at it that way, they're like, you're right. Right. Exactly. I mean, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, right, you don't have wealth. And wealth is the state of mind. It's not pieces of paper that are valueless, especially now, right? Becoming more that real value and finding the real value. But of all the things and in your experience, what would you say is the most important quality that a leader should have? That's, I know that's yeah, it's a, again, you asked some great questions. You said something is whenever you hit that peak, there's another one. Yeah. And this is the whole idea that I think anybody that's deemed successful has, they've never arrived. And they realize that it doesn't matter what you've accomplished. If you think you've arrived, you're done. So having that growth mindset, having that desire to want to get better every single day that is what I've noticed with all the successful, quote unquote, executives. And when I say successful, I'm not just talking about reaching that pinnacle of CEO or CFO of a major, you know, a, a publicly traded company. I'm talking about they have the, the business success, they have the health success, and their relationships are whole. I see that when people have that desire to want to get better to always strive to want to get better because relationships are fluid. Look, anybody that's been married for any amount of time will tell you marriage is hard. You know why? Because people are changing. You're adapting. The world is changing around you. So you have to want to get better to grow with that other person. Same thing with the business. Same thing with your health. So that is the one attribute that I've seen. I don't care if you're tall, short, fat, skinny, black, white, man, woman, if you have a growth mindset, you have a real chance of success. If you think, oh, this is where I'm at, you're, you're probably in trouble. Right. Stuck in the mud. And I think there's a component there, the health is wealth and, and relationships. So the balance, and this is what everybody's trying to always strive. How do you balance your personal, your professional, your health and and Less time. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's still 24 hours a day, but it's a lot less than it used to be. Time is quickening. Yeah, it just, it has to be a priority. And I've had people that, I don't have time, JM. I'm running 50 companies. Okay, got it. So let me ask you, if you were to die tomorrow, was it worth it? Well, no. Well, that's ultimately what you're saying. When you don't take care of you first, you're prioritizing all these companies before you are taking care of the most important relationship is, which is with yourself. And so one of the easy things that I coach all my clients on is, look, I don't care if it's 15 minutes every single day. I want you to take care of your mind, your body, and your soul. Before you do anything, before you take care of your, your wife, your kids, the house, the business, your email, all the distractions, which is ultimately what they are, I want you to take care of you first. Then go be the best husband. Then go be the best employer. Then go be the best father. But take that time to take care of you because there's a real shelf life if you don't. And that's why I keep going back to health because I see so many amazing business minds that have no clue about how to take care of them. Well, here's the problem. You're not going to be there long term. 
So all this work is for not if you're not there to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah, that's that's it right there. And 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 it's it's almost sad to see. Oh, that person just like you know take time and they're they're eating a bunch of yucky bad things. And it was like, wait a minute, you know, you're saying that one thing and. And I think it's a redefining what success is. You know, people were, you know, I make a million dollars or whatever their success or have 50 companies. That changes, right? What's your definition of success? Freedom for me, uh, it's the most important value is, is having the freedom to choose to do whatever I want to do. So, for instance, I chose to be a part of your show and I'm very blessed to be here. But it was a choice, right? I, I didn't have to. I didn't. You know, it was something I wanted to do because I want to give back. So for me to have that freedom, that's one of the most important values I have. Peace in the ability to truly be at peace with yourself. That's why I meditate every single day because I want to continue to find that peace. Now, it is interesting as we go through, and I'm sure you've experienced this yourself, we go through waves, right? When I was early in my mid-20s, I was making a lot of money. Yeah, maybe I did buy the unnecessary house and I was never a watch or a car guy, but you know, it was it was really the houses or, you know, going out and partying too much. That that was the thing. But as I continue to change, it it changes where it's like, all right, now I want to spend more time with my family. Now I want to be with my kids whenever they're playing their sports. That freedom is so important to me. Now here's the crazy part. When you get extremely intentional about what you value, you create that in your life. And so that's why I know for me, it is freedom. And we have these reminders where you get kind of like, you get going in one direction and then you realize, wait a minute, this isn't what I wanted to do. I pigeonholed myself into doing something that totally takes away from freedom. And I just did it about six months ago where I took on a client that it was just too much. My freedom was being taken away. I wasn't really helping them because they didn't listen to what I had to say, but they wanted more time. And that's when I had to say, wait a minute, this is in complete opposition of what I wanted to do. So I'm going to choose to remove myself. Once I did that, it's amazing how many more opportunities came my way. And I was happy because it has to align with my most important value, which is freedom. Right. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe you could, you know, share a little bit about a time and, and that a little, you know, in depth that you faced a major challenge and setback in your business. Like, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, almost divorced. What did you do to overcome that? What? How did you reset yourself? Well, I'll I'll, I'll give you an example that happened just over a year ago. I lost my dad on March sixth, two thousand twenty-two. Okay. Now my dad was my hero as many other men or women have that their father figured he was, and he was my person. Well, I also lost him because he killed himself. Now I did not know that that was even a possibility. So everything that I had been teaching my clients for so many years immediately is going to be put into real life applicability. Like I'm not in a good space. I just lost this human being. I had no idea it was possible. I can't call him anymore. And so when it comes to, you know, my meditation, when it comes to journaling, when it comes to taking care of my my body, all these things that I coach on, I had to really say, all right, how applicable is it? 
And once I did that, so you asked the question, what do I do? Writing is one of the best things for me. As I mentioned to you off air, you know, I, I have my next book coming out. That's one of those therapeutic things for me to, to write and get it out. And that was something that really helped me. And so all these lessons that I've been teaching, I had to double down on. And maybe my system was to do it once a day. Maybe I had to do it twice or three times during this time to really get recentered and get back to quote unquote normal. Now, that doesn't mean I don't miss my dad. I miss him every single day. But here's here's the gift of losing him. I have a gift of perspective that I could never get without losing him. I can never understand how much more I value every single day without losing that man. And so it was really a, a horrible thing, but yet it was also a gift. And I think that's the truth of any major obstacle we face. There's gifts if you're willing to receive them. And it's not always easy. And I'm going to tell you for the first month, it was really hard for me to see my dad being gone as a gift. But I have through time, I figured out that that was truly a gift. Yes, yes. I think that's pretty interesting because that's exactly my daddy passed, transitioned March 6, 2016. And, you know, in 2010, my husband and my mommy both five days apart. And, you know, I, I believe in everlasting life and I have a lot of faith, but it wiped me out, right? And it takes a lot of lifting the weights to see through. And I wrote a song called Everything's a Blessing. So, you know, so count your blessing. Well, you won't see the blessings unless you count them like, oh, and I just went into that. I was just so grateful. For, then I went into the gratitude of how, how wonderful and everything that I got from him. And every day he's with me and, and I can see how that being is instilled in my life and, and we're always together and I'm, I don't accept. This is just temporary, and, we'll, and I believe that we'll be together again. But, I, you know, it's just a way that I think that I can survive the pain and the sorrow. So, right, that sorrow, the tears water the flowers. So that's the blessing, right? Yeah, and it is, if you think about it, all of us will face some loss, some tragedy. It's going to happen. Like, right. that's a part of life. But sharing that, now you can really say, okay, Chris lost her husband and her mom within five days. Put yourself in the in the in your situation. How challenging! My goodness, how would that feel? And now you start to have an, an additional layer of empathy and sympathy and really respect for. Look at how Chris shows up. That 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 could have absolutely destroyed this person, but she chose to be the victor and not the victim. She chose to see that the the blessing that it was to have that time with your mom as long as you did yeah. and it is one of those things man i don't know why we don't share it more often right because we all again we, we we're going to show up to work we're going to look this way we're going right. and it's it's all bs yeah. sharing that now you and that coworker that you may not like you have commonality you just have to find it that's right that's right boy you almost make me want to cry i'll tell you because it's real, and those feelings are real, and the, and that's why if we communicate with each other and and find a commonalities, then then we have that communication. So building that inside of just we're talking about leadership, right? So what do you? What's your vision of leadership? The future of leadership? 
and how you're contributing to that vision. Yeah. So I have a philosophy of leadership and mine is it's not about you as a leader. And it's really the idea of servant leadership. It's my favorite type of leadership because again, when you start to put the focus on anyone but your team, when you start to put it on you, you're, you're starting to lose. And so for leaders, I look unfortunately around the world right now, politically, you, I don't care where you stand, but when we look at the leadership and how much it's the blame game, I'm right, you're wrong. This side's right. This party's wrong. And we've forgotten the fact that the whole idea is to win as a country, to succeed and thrive. And so you have two people that are, or two groups that are saying, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. And the truth is we're all losing because these leaders are so selfish about Look at me. Let me tell you why I'm right and why you're such a piece of garbage. So my my vision is to get back to winning, to get back to what's important. And, and the truth is what's important is to, we're not on this planet all that long. So while we're here, let's make it a better place. Let's enjoy while we're here, whether it's your company, whether it's politically, whatever you're going to give, are you actually making it a better place? And I ask people because I truly believe there's two people. People lift you up or they bring you down. There is no middle ground. And right now, so many of our leaders are bringing people down and they're raising their hand about how great we are and how crappy they are. And it's it's nonsense. We have to get to a place where, look, this is where we're going. This is how we're going to win and put everything else aside. And there's a quote that says, it's amazing what can be accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit. That's what this country needs to get back to. And that's what I want leaders to really get back to is who cares who gets the credit? What did we accomplish? Now that's, that's winning. And that's, you know, and that's the kind of winning where we all win because how, you know, how can you sit there, you know, oh, I got everything. And you look over and that guy, well, even if it was his own free will, you want everybody to win, right? That's winning when we're all winning. And, but like you said, People are making choices and going to the right or the left. And the right and the left are really the same thing with different disguises, right? Because the principles are really the same. We want to live. We want to you know, laugh. We want to love. All of those things. So anyway, it's inspiring. And I'm inspired because of your heart of giving and putting the priorities in the right place and not all about you, right? Like, let's go win. That's a great invitation. Speaking of invitations, tell everybody how to they can get in contact with you, right? What's up? Yeah, thank you, Chris. There's a podcast, letsgowin.com, let's go win 365. If you look up Let's Go Win and you resonated with anything I had to say, I would love the chance to interact. I truly enjoy meeting people from different walks of life, different perspectives. And I get to learn every single day. So I would love for people to interact on any one of those platforms and just check it out. Let's go in as a cool company. It's a cool idea. And I'd love for people to be a part of it. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. And when you take your time out or you meditate, do you do anything special? Or are you pretty much just relaxing and breathing and right? You know, it does depend. It's a good question. So I have different forms of meditation. Often if I am 
stuck on a problem, that's when I will not think of anything. And what's amazing is that's when it comes. Or maybe I'll set an intention on something. And again, sometimes that'll come, sometimes it won't. I'll do guided meditation. Sometimes I'll just sit with music. Everything is different based on what I'm feeling. What do I need that day? And often, like this morning, I needed breath work. And then I went into a meditation that had no intention. And it was 25 minutes or so of just bliss all morning for me. And it just, it, I knew my day was going to be incredible because I took that time for me. That's right. My husband, he used to tell me after work, just take, you know, five minutes and just sit down. You don't have to do any special ohm or anything, you know. I never would do it. It was like, no, I got to work. I got to finish. And I would just shine him on. Then he left, right? I've left that I could see him. And I was like, I need to hear you. <laughs> I need to hear God. So I, after I started to do it in the last 13 years since he's been gone and I'd sit down. But, and I'm real simple. I just go, I just, you know, let go, let God. I just let it all go, let the brain. And and it's just amazing. It's like I get recharged. All the things that was going on in my stress part go bye-bye. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm peaceful and I get my instructions for the next day. Clarity on what to do. If I stay in the present and not try to do everything at once, which I haven't gotten there yet, but it's it's so it's so useful and staying in gratitude that is like keeps keeps it centered. So, with one final note for everybody, what what, what would you what thought would you like to leave them with here? You know, I love what you said about just you know staying in gratitude. This this whole idea of whatever you focus on expands. If you find yourself being negative you'll notice your world continues to be that way, that you bring challenges into your life. It's such a simple idea to just say, what am I grateful for? No matter how bad it seems in the moment, I would ask people to really reflect on the fact of what you do. What are your blessings? Because they're plentiful, but you have to make it a practice. Everything in our life is habitual. So winning is a habit, so is losing. And every winner I know, they have this where they they focus on being grateful. They talk about positive things rather than negative. There's going to be plenty of both. But what are you choosing to focus on? That's it right there. And, you know, and I'm intentional about it because I, before, like, I go to bed and before I wake up, I, you know, I'll think, okay, five things I'm grateful. That's a good beginning start for people that aren't in gratitude I mean, look at your breathing, you have food. If you can't find anything, because some people can't find it, you have to right train your brain. And then that's the winning attitude, because the gratitude is the attitude that gives you the latitude, right? Oh, that was really good, by the way. You need to patent. That's yours. I, I like it. It's a, it's one of the songs I've written. I write, I write inspirational music, too, in my spare time. But it's that's a blessing, and I'm grateful for it. But it is; it really is. When your gratitude, it 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 gives you a different latitude, and you see things differently. So, it is it go, right. It really is simple, and I, I'm sorry. I know we're we're okay. ending up here, but yeah. it it is such a simple concept of just you get to choose right. what your world looks like. You get to, and I don't care how bad it's been. I don't care what victim story that you have. And trust me, I have clients. Think of the worst of the worst. Right. 
you know, you get to choose what your latitude, what your world, what, what does it look like? That's all upstairs in, in your head. So why not choose something positive and beautiful? That's right. There's another song. You create the world in which you live. Mm. Imagine everybody in harmony. Love Pam, it's been wonderful. What a fun conversation. Really, really enjoyed having you here. And everybody go check out Let's Go Win. Let's all go win. Love it. Thank you, Chris. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to Meet with chrismiller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.